Welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast, hosted today by these knobs: Aaron Cook, Jeff Fisher, Jay Donovan, me, Todd Novak, and we've got a super special guest today: uh, Hank Donovan. That's Hank Donovan of Rattlesnake yep. Cables. Um, he's calling in from uh, Missoula, Montana. Woohoo! Yeah, Missoula, Missoula Montana. Hank Donovan, we got two Donovans, two Donovans on two here. Donovans. Yeah, two Donovans, two Irishmen, a two that's, Donovan show. That's good news. That's good. I, that's a great omen for this together. podcast. <laughs> that, that, that's that's good. I didn't. I hadn't gone. We'll there. have a drink afterwards. <laughs> okay, sounds cool. Except sure. you're like 900 miles away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Hank, we're super excited that you called in. Um, I think we've got a, a, a really great episode ahead of us. We've got a lot of great questions, and you've got a fantastic product. So that usually means success from a podcast standpoint, <laughs> provided we don't end up being idiots the whole time. Well, I can't promise anything. No, no promises. <laughs> it hasn't stopped us yet. Uh, anyways, all right. So let's talk about what's uh, happening this week in your guys' music worlds. Aaron, go. Oh, thanks. Um, so let's see. I know last time I talked about um, um, uh, ART tube or mic pre tube, yep. whatever it's yep. called. Well, I procured one. You procured it. I did. Um, Is that legal? Yeah. I, I, I bought it. Does that, does that work better <laughs> for yeah, you? That's fine. Okay. So I purchased one off a of reverb. I found a good deal on one <clears throat> and um, I haven't used it yet, which is the bad news. So the next time I track vocals, I'll definitely use it. So what'd you get? Um, the cheapest one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's, I, I did a little research on all of them. They, they have like a, a few tube pre's, mic pre's. And mm-hmm. um, some of the reviews that I was reading, it's like, you know, if you're not sure, just get in with the cheap one. You, you, you probably won't be sorry. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're not buying a professional uh, tube pre, but um, <clears throat> so I bought an amateur gateway model in. So cool. Um, yeah. And I, I also was so it's ta- like the Coors light of, uh, <laughs> of <laughs> no, might be more like natural light. Okay. Natty light. Milwaukee's best or Keystone. We doing. There's not many left. So you want to just round that out? <laughs> Schlitz. <laughs> Ooh, we're getting to Blats. the bottom. So, okay. So that's cool. So you're going to get Schaefer. on that this week. How much was it? You mind sharing? That? Uh, it was used, so I, I I bought it from a guy from Cincinnati, and I, I feel really bad. I'm I'm not throwing him props right now. I, I just can't remember who it was, but uh, I, I got it for like thirty five bucks. So Ooh, yeah, I mean it's like, yeah. There's there's uh, hardly anything invested into it. Um, I did investigate looking into getting a tube upgrade for that, but uh, I started reading some things where I don't I don't know how signal passes through stuff that's that's why i look at you jeff because that's more of your bag uh-oh something happened over here already off track oh oh my gosh that was like the three stooges i just i, I couldn't hear jay and i said i said hey you gotta lean over into the mic and he couldn't hear me so he pulled off one headphone and i proceeded to whisper into the other <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, we're idiots. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
So anyways, that's awesome that you got that pedal broken. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. great yeah. Oh, man. So yeah, uh, long okay. story short, I read that upgrading the tube on that is not really worth it because it really doesn't do a whole lot. So yeah. That's fine. Something about an LED sort of lighting up behind the tube to give it some... I'm having LED problems with some of my pedals, too. Well, now. no, but it's like <clears throat> to, to make the... It's, it's perception. To make the tube, make it look like it's doing something, there's an LED behind the tube to make mm-hmm. it light up. Oh, like a Hughes & Kenner <laughs> kind of amp or something <laughs> like that, right? So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't wait to really start <laughs> getting into that and see if I notice any difference whatsoever. Mm. Jeff? That's good stuff. Jeff. What? Jeff. Uh, yeah, so what's new is this this rattlesnake cable that we're using in our uh, our, re- our recording setup that we have right here right now. In this mess of snakes and wires. We're, this is true. It saved the day. This is like, if you can see a picture of it, it's a jumbled mess of, of stuff trying to get this I'm gonna take wire together. It. Yeah, it's, worth, it's worthy of a take. Yeah, so... I brought my cable in to say, hey, you guys, look at this awesome cable. And they go, perfect. That's going to fix our, <laughs> our broadcast today. Great. We're one cable short. One so. cable short. So, so, Hank, you can go ahead and market that as a, as a loop cable. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, you should get a picture cable. on Instagram or something. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Rattlesnake cable siding. Uh, I will have to caveat that mine, I put an identification tape. You know, a lot of, a lot of musicians do that. Um, I so never have. Some, Me either. Never. I've seen it. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it doesn't come with awesome checkered duct tape on it, but mine does. <laughs> um, actually, Aaron, that's a good point. When you take that, make sure you roll, like, let's, let's get, get the full effect of that cable. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so on it. Yeah. That's where I'm stopping. That's all I got. Yeah, the name, man. Twist that sucker. Let's see that logo. It's got a sweet logo on it. <laughs> I actually put the sticker on my computer so I can tell the difference between the other thousand Macs here. Um, <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, Jeff Jeff said, hey, let's use that cable, and it's working out fine. Actually, so Aaron awesome. said, hey, let's use that cable. I'm like, that might work. You're welcome. Let's Bingo. do that. Hank, have you ever used the cables for other reasons besides... Cable, guitar cable. Guitars. <laughs> Besides passing signal, um, I guess um, I use for a foot switch uh, for a, an amp uh, selector switch to like turn reverb on and off. Huh. So I mean, that's that's still that's still in the ballpark, I guess. But I haven't used it for like podcasts or anything like that before. To your credit, I think this you could tow a car with it. There you go. <laughs> it's I'm, possible. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, Okay. Uh, well, hey, we got you on the mic. Let's. Why don't you share what's going on new with you, man? Oh, what's new with me? Um, well, my band is taking a two-month break, Uh-oh. and because of that, I started playing baritone guitar just oh, in my basement. Interesting. You got kind two, of loving it. You got two full-time bass players here. And uh, and a halfy. Well, actually, I've always been very intrigued about getting a, a baritone guitar. So, Hank, is this something that you're just now picking up, or have you tooled with it in the past? No, I've definitely I've had a couple of baritones before, and I'm also a real big fan of like the bass six. Um, 
So it's like kind of like a baritone, mm-hmm. um, just one octave lower than a six string, um, which are super fun. But, you know, I'd never had like the perfect moment to use those guitars, yeah. but I, I definitely like them. So like when I'm like playing, you know, just solo in the basement with the amp cranked up, baritone's pretty awesome. So, you know, kind of exploring new things there. It's fun. Yeah, the bass six, the, bass six the, the, it's E, right? It's just... Yeah, that's it, standard, yep. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. And then my baritone that I have, it's tuned to A, which I always hate. Ooh. Like one, one of the reasons why I hate like baritone in a, in a band situation is I never realized when I would bring it how everyone's like subconsciously looking at what you're doing. Mm. So it's like if I'm writing a song and I'm playing like, you know, E major, that's A major <laughs> when I'm playing. Right. But when you, you see it out of your eye, like, oh, he's playing a G. I'm not playing a G, you know? And it's like, it's, right. it causes all this confusion because you kind of think we're all playing in the right notes and it's, it's not. So I don't, when I used to bring a baritone to like another band I was in, I would always turn my back to everybody so I couldn't see <laughs> That's a good idea. Like, what I was playing. Like, What's he doing? Just find there? the note and then lock in because, I mean, I don't even know what note it is. I have to turn the tuner on and go, oh, that's a F sharp now or whatever, you know? But Yeah. Well, t- tell us about your guitar, man. Like, what, give us all the aesthetic goodness and everything. The baritone? Yeah. That I'm playing? Um, oddly enough, it's it's not a baritone. It's a, it's a, it's a six string that's been converted so the oh. intonation is whack but oh. i don't care it sounds awesome yeah <laughs> so it's a travis bean so it's a it's a like a, a guitar from the 70s aluminum neck oh wow um, okay like a kramer kind of, kind of a, yeah actually kramer used to work for travis bean like oh. that was part or a partner of travis bean and when they split he made kramer and travis bean was around before them. Look at Much us learning better. all kinds of stuff. I like that. That's cool. Travis Travis Bean's like awesome, awesome guitar. And they, they went out of business in '79. But like uh, you know, a lot of like uh, you know indie bands like Shellac or like the Jesus Lizard, like Chicago stuff would play like Travis Bean's and kind of got them back into notoriety in the, in the '90s. But before that, like in the glory days of Tra- Travis Bean, it was. Uh, Roger Fisher from Heart played one. Um, Jerry Garcia from Grateful Dead right. played. Uh, Joe Perry, Aerosmith played one. Kiss. Um, is it so? What body style is it? Uh, it's kind of like a it's a double cutaway, kind of like a uh, like a Les Paul. I guess would be like a Junior double cutaway Junior. So yeah. it's got two horns on it. Yeah, yeah. melody two maker. Yeah, yeah, melody maker. That's yeah. what I was thinking. That's the shape. Two yeah. humbuckers, you know, two volume, two tone. We got it on screen here. The Minister of Information is helping us out. Yeah. I took my Dramamine today, so we should be fine. <laughs> so the one I play <laughs> now, that one's been modified. So like the bridge, uh, like on the, the E and the A string, it's further back a little mm-hmm. bit. But it's still, I can't get the neck length to be right. So when you go past the 12th fret, intonation is horrible. It's like you're off. But I mean, if you're playing anything like chords or anything, you know, above the twelfth, you know, you're, you're or huh. below the twelfth, you're fine, you know. So that's cool. But so is that just it? Just like sounds a- awesome. That's right. It's I've had other baritones with thirty-inch neck scale, like a true baritone, the way it's supposed to be, and they just kind of they sound too much like a bass to me, mm. like just straight up bassy. Where this sounds like a really insanely aggressive, mean, heavy guitar. Cool. Like. It has that aspect, and that's why I have to tune it to A to B. It's just too, it's it's floppy. 
real floppy. Yeah. You, you said you got humbuckers in it. Uh, are they yeah. any, are they factory, any kind of special brand or anything? Yeah. Those would have been uh, factory humbuckers. Nice. They, they made their own. So yeah. And like normally what I play like all day, that's why it's fun to play this. I mean, in my, in my band that I, that I'm in, I mean, all I play is jazz master and Jaguars, single coils. So when we're taking this little break, it's like, Oh, I'll just find a completely different instrument. <laughs> it's like night and day compared to what I sound like normally. Um, so it's kind of fun. It's a fun break. Cool, man. How what, yeah. what does something like that go for? Oh, Travis Bean, they're pretty expensive. Um, back, you know, back when I bought mine, I mean, if they were like a thousand dollars on eBay, now I mean, you're talking four or five thousand bucks. Probably. Holy cow! Holy moly! Yeah. So does I mean, I bought it? mine in like the late '90s. Is the neck aluminum? That's what? where I wanted yeah. to know. Okay. What, so is it a baritone guitar? Nope. It's, so it's a replacement. If you're, neck. At a, if you're looking at a picture right now, they only made guitars, like regular six string guitars and basses. Mm-hmm. So they never made a baritone. I mean, I'm the one who bastardized mine to be a baritone. Right. Um, but the the thing about a Travis Bean is cool is the neck, all the way from if you can see a picture of the we did the we just saw Travis, it. Yeah. So there's no neck joint. Yeah. That's so really cool. from bridge to nut is a is a continual piece of aluminum. So what that means is like, you know, add a sustain yeah. and you know, it's just, it's just, I mean, you can take the body off and still play it. Yeah. So that's wild. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the cutout at the, in the headstock, um, when you said Travis Bean, I was like, what? And, and, but as soon as I saw that, I was like, Oh, oh yeah, okay. exactly. Now right. I've seen that on, a, yep. on many. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that's cool, dude. Thanks for sharing. That's, yeah. it's uh, always good to learn about cool stuff. And, and yeah, stuff. it's fine. <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> I've always I've been I've been itching actually to take my Squire Telly and convert it into a baritone. I've Ooh. I've floated yeah. that idea around a few times. Yeah, man. Yeah, it wouldn't take much. Mm. I mean, you just swap the neck out. I would imagine for that. Mm. I've been read just getting like just thicker strings uh, would would be at least a start. But yeah, I, I think a different neck might <laughs> you get the scale. I mean, it'd yeah. be a more proper scale. Yeah. Yeah. It depends if you want, if you want the scale or not, like I said, like my scale is like standard guitar scale yeah. and, and that, that low E string or whatever, a string or whatever yeah. you want to call it. It's like an 84 on it. So, I mean, it's, it's fat. It's beefy. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, it's like a, it's like a D string on a bass. So I had to machine out or drill out the tuner to accept it, and then I had the the, the yeah, bridge had serious to tools for it. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that was just a, that was just a hand drill to do the tuner. Well, you're that strong. Just, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or you're weak, Jay. Yeah, I don't, that's I don't know probably what. the case. <laughs> cool. I had an idea to do something like that, except way dumber, like what you get, you know. Con- Guitar conversions on point. I had um, the uh, yeah. Thank you very much. I had that '67 EBO, that bass I was talking about the last time that was spray painted, and it was in such bad shape, really, that I thought, you know, I wonder if I could just drill two holes between the the, the machine heads up on top and and make this into a guitar. You know, this EBO pickup. Oh, and nice. I'm, I'm like, what would that sound like? And I was like, it would probably sound pretty bad. That's but, the one that only that's that only has the single mud bucker, right? Yeah, it, yeah. like just a single pickup in the middle. Like you can't even distinguish tone. any tone from it at all. Really, <laughs> yeah. it's just like. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought, well, maybe that would be 
you desirable. Know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, man, maybe that's, maybe, maybe that's a really dumb idea. We'll, we'll see. But I never got off, off my butt to do it. <laughs> yeah. And then it got stolen, so well, whatever. <laughs> well, hey, why don't you continue with that and tell us what's up with your music? So what did I do? At this What's new with me? Ooh, I played a gig. Party. Big party. Yeah. yeah. Big J yeah. out there slapping the bass. <laughs> yeah, so my a guy who I... Uh, the, a really awesome drummer, this guy named Jared Karen, had uh, turned 40. And I played in a couple of groups with him over the, over the years. And for his 40th birthday, he threw a, his wife kind of threw this party for him. And then he decided to invite every band, everyone who was ever in any band that he ever played with, to come play a show. So there were six bands on this bill. Um, and we did... Uh, I played in two of the bands, and, and he went chronologically, sort of. So I was in the first two groups he was ever in, so we kind of had, you know, let off the night. And we played four songs each, and it was super fun, except that some of the songs were 15 years old, and some of the other songs were, like, 10 years old. And so I had to do a lot of uh, uh, catching up, you know. Wow. Mm. But it was fun, and drink some beers, and, like, throw down some crazy, you know, uh, Hardcore songs in one group and uh, kind of hardcore nerdcore. All the songs were about computers, but they were like <laughs> super heavy. I and like the, it. And then the other group was this kind of like, you know, horn section laden, oh. uh, like trying to be like Frank Zappa and doing a really bad oh. job of it. But, um, but it was fun. Did you sing on both of those? Yeah. Okay. I'm so it? bummed I missed that. I really wanted to see you play. Yeah, so did did you, you wear your Ted Blazer? <laughs> he, wow yeah, that's a that's a no, throwback I, but he's got this really sweet Ricardo Montalban blazer that he puts on it's summer it's a summer blazer <laughs> it sounds like I'm trying to like justify it. what guys no it's summer um, no I wore the guitar knobs shirt dude awesome what do you think I'd wear I, I, it was an honest question yeah yeah <laughs> I'm going to pause real quick Right after that, and let's save, just to make sure. I did. I yeah, I did. Okay, you're, it's saved. You're, we're good. Okay, awesome. Uh, you know, just checking. Yeah, just making sure. I just had a little rumbly in my tumbly about like, hey man, you better go save that right now. Okay. Hey Todd. Yes. What what what's going on, buddy? Well, let me tell you what's going on. Um, I finally, so I got, wait a minute, Jay, are you done with your little, yeah, oh, yeah, he's done. <laughs> <laughs> wait, let me, no, I mean, let me, let me, uh, pontificate a little. No, I'm done. Okay. Um, okay. So two things. Um, I picked up my amp from, uh, Dave Harris. Oh yeah. So I got the, uh, the TAF 14 R, the two band factory, 14 watt with reverb. And I'm super duper excited to hear it which means I haven't yet because I, I don't have a cabinet for it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to be doing some special things with it before I even really get to play it out or anything. Wait a minute. Mm, cabinet. Yes. Is this, is this an upcoming project that you and yeah, and this, this is what me and Jeff are going to work on Fisher guy. Maybe, yeah. Maybe who wants to borrow my biscuit joiner. Yeah. Yeah. If we, if we had a biscuit joiner, we would do this if project. only. Yeah. So, uh, just, yeah, I bought that head. Just be nice to me. Don't make fun of me this show, and I might actually loan it to you it's guys. It's not really worth it. Just have, <laughs> Jeff, just have I got Jeff glue and a staple you. gun, dude. <laughs> 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 I, 
I'm not going to give up my opportunity <laughs> to harass so, me. Yeah. So, anyways, I got I got the amp. Um, I'm really excited about it. Uh, I can't wait to hear it. Like I said, and um, um, well, I will keep everybody informed of what's going on with that. There's some cosmetic things that I've changed. Uh, just even in the is a bit of a custom build. Uh, so it isn't like exactly the ones on, on the site and we'll probably customize it a little bit more. Um, and if you want to know what the heck a tube amp factory amp is, uh, we'll go back and check our episodes, uh, from, um, uh, Dave way Harris, back, way uh, back when amp builder, uh, they're, they're really good and I guarantee you will learn something. Um, and, and then the second part was He looks that like a crazy wizard. He is a crazy wizard. That's He's cool. He's been crazy wizarding since like 1957. So I wish I had He that knows skill. what he's doing. Um, the other thing, uh, I got a sweet music poster. Um, we're going to be... I know that sounds silly, but yeah. it's, really, it's really fantastic. It's uh, laminated and you can dry erase on it. And it's got like every printed tool you can think of to to practice and to learn guitar. Um, and, uh, sounds like you're overselling it. I'm not, I promise <laughs> every it's big. It's like four feet wide and three feet high. Soft as a downy chick. Uh, what? John Denver, what? just John Denver. <laughs> is that a toilet paper commercial or uh, something? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, um, it's, it, um, it, you know, Hangs on wall. It's got all the scales, all the chords, everything. Everything it's got. I'm excited about it. Um, but we are going to bring that up uh, for um, another episode where we'll talk a little bit more in depth about that. It's not theory. Music it's theory. Can we, can we have a whole episode on music theory? Mm. Oh boy. <laughs> Hank, would you listen to that? <laughs> Uh, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, so anyhow, uh, so I got that and that's cool. And right away I was like, all right, I'm going to put this to use. And I went to a uh, site that I'm growing very fond of called musiciswin.com. That is www.musiciswin.com. And, uh, he's a, he's a guy, he's a, he's a, um, I think he's a he's a Berkeley or Harvard graduate. He's he's smart. Yeah, he he graduated he graduated the schools with with a lot of music knowledge, and he's putting it to uh, to good use. He's got a unique way of teaching, and and uh, you know I always like to explore how people are are teaching things. And I've said it before; I'll say it again. I'm a hack. I've been hacking my way through guitar for a very long time, but I've got an awful lot to learn. And I hope to continue to do so. And I think this is going to help me out because right away I was like, Oh, I can mark that. And I went over to the poster and I marked it all down and everything. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. You could use it as a placemat to or that. Like, for a giant the thing's or, huge. Man. Could you sled right on it? It's for it. You could. It's, like, it's a slip and slide. You actually could do that. You could, you could slip. <laughs> <on it. laughs> Pointing at Jay. Pointing at Jay. Pointing at Jay. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. That's enough of that shenanigans. Yeah. We're um, being rude to our guests. Well, I hope not. Are we, Hank, are we being rude? Lie. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Good. No, I was thinking about what you just said though, about learning guitar and continue learning. I remember a couple years ago, you know, there was a point where I was just kind of like, kind of just in a rut. I guess, mm-hmm. and I actually went to a, a local guitar store and said, okay, I want to do lessons. And the guy's like, really? 
I mean, it's like, you know, <laughs> like an old dude, I'm in bands. It's like, what, what can you teach me? You know what I mean? Like, can you teach this old person something kind of thing? You know what I mean? Oh, that's and, the same experience I had too. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, it was amazing. I mean, we, we started going into theory, even though I just said I wouldn't tune to a show that was about theory, but we, we dipped into theory and it was just awesome to just kind of force my hands to do things that I'm not used to doing that. I don't do every single day and, you know, to do scales I wasn't used to. like, I will never play this scale, like thinking about it. But now when I'm starting to play, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that little thing I learned in guitar lessons a couple of years ago. So, I mean, it's cool to, you know, still kind of keep searching, you know, for mm-hmm. some kind of knowledge a little bit, you know, but yeah, that got me out of my rut. It was pretty awesome. That's great. That cool. Awesome. Uh, just for reference, um, the, uh, the place I, I, I got it at, uh, it's called bestmusicposters.com. And here's the thing. Um, you know, I talked to the guy and he's like, don't tell everybody yet. Cause I'm stocking up. I'm trying to make stock. So sorry. <laughs> you blew it, dude. Yeah. You had one job. I mean, yeah, sorry. You, you might sell a bunch of posters, you know, well, but, um, uh, it's go check that out. Bestmusicposters.com. You're giving ourselves way too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> well, really on Hank's behalf. I mean, we're going to oh, yeah, ride the true. crap out of his coattails. <laughs> that's and, right. You know, Hank's going to buy one. <laughs> um, anyhow. Uh, yeah, he might seriously go. If you check it out, I bet you, I, I bet he might. might you, let, let us know if you do. Let us know I'm going to go sled riding <laughs> for this winter. <laughs> um, okay. So we have Hank Donovan on here for a reason. Uh, he is the owner proprietor, um, et cetera, et cetera, of, of rattlesnake cables. And, um, uh, just a, a, a you know, a brief setup. I, I, like a lot of our guests that we do, like I, I found him via Instagram, which, you know, uh, in the guitar world now is like, I, I find probably 90% of the things that I'm interested in on Instagram. You said that before. I have, I'll say it again. <laughs> I find 90% of the things. <laughs> say it one more time. <laughs> Shut it. Was it 90%? Um, mm-hmm. okay. I'm not going to say it though. So, and, you know, I was like, whoa, this is kind of cool. Like right away, the aesthetic of the cable, I was like, that is different. What is going on with this? I'm intrigued. And then, you know, I think much like the way that uh, I encountered um, Scott from Stringjoy, I, I, you know, Hank is doing a really good job in the social atmosphere about saying rattlesnake sighting. You know, and he takes, that's always that, like pretty much, right? That's the head of almost yeah. every one of your posts. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, uh, when we just did our, our gig, I, I think I mentioned this to you in the emails is like, uh, I, I was eager to set it up and I was trying to get a picture of it, but everybody's like, get this, get this set up. Everybody gets yeah. this stuff. So I was like, yeah, but I want to take a picture of my cable, man. <laughs> and that didn't the sound really guy says out. we go on now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, uh, anyway, so I was really intrigued and I, uh, I wanted to find out what this thing was really like. So I, I bought one and, um, I got it in the mail and it was just, it was, I was really impressed. I mentioned that in like two or three, uh, the other previous podcasts, um, and plugged it in, gigged with it. It's awesome. And you are with us now as a result of that. So, so why don't you tell so us thank a little you. bit? Yeah, thanks, man. Um, thanks for making an awesome product and um, allowing us to chat with you. So go ahead and tell yeah. us a little bit about who you are, why you're doing this, and why we should give a crap about these cables. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, well, I guess uh, I started Rattlesnake about four years ago, but about five years ago was when I was first experimenting with cables. Um, but before that, I've always been kind of a, a pedal nerd junkie and was really kind of interested in um, building pedals for myself and repairing and potentially selling pedals, you know, but I mean, there's a million pedals out there mm-hmm. and I, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have an electrical engineering background to really think of how I could create something new. And I just didn't want to be another clone, you know, tube screamer kind of situation. So I started dabbling in with cables because I had a cable that I had for a long time and it was starting to die out on me. And I thought, well, this would be a good time to start doing something on my own. Um, so I started researching different material and, um, got kind of obsessed with it, got really into it and came up with some prototypes and, you know, I was kind of excited about that. And I remember I I went to, a uh, a band practice, uh, it was kind of a, a tribute band at the time. So it wasn't like a permanent band. So there were these band members, as soon as I brought in the cable, they were like, Hey, what's that? And I was like, Oh, I just built this thing for myself. And I'm, this is the final one. This is the one I'm like really stoked on. And immediately there was like two of them that wanted a cable. I was like, Oh yeah, I'll totally make you a cable. And suddenly it was like, I was getting phone calls and, and emails from friends across town. Like, Hey, I saw so-and-so's cable. I want one too. And it was like, that's when the light bulb really kind of like turned on above the head. Like, wow, if, if there are people like coming after me for this, this might be something that I could sell. So we, you know, started uh, forming the business and kind of like getting, you know, the logo and the look and getting all those pieces kind of put together. And I was really worried that, okay, once Missoula is saturated, which, you know, it's not that big of a town. <laughs> I was like, are we going to be like, <laughs> have any sales? And, you know, the first couple of years, you know, it was slow and I was just trying to get, you know, I was giving cables away and, and trying to make as many connections as I could and talking to people and just trying to, you know, just kind of grind my way through it and say, okay, if I just, you know, if I do better next month, you know, that's, that's a positive. I'll just focus on doing better than last month. And, and every year since, you know, four years ago is when the business actually started, you know, officially rattlesnake became an entity or whatever. Um, you know, every year it's been better and better and better and better. Still got a long ways to go, but, uh, um, you know, I'm just trying to focus in on, on quality. Um, customer service is a big, big thing. Buyer experience is a big thing where it's just, you know, cables are kind of boring and they're not really fun. So it's like at the same time, you know, when I, when I put this product together and interact with musicians, I try to make it like this good buyer experience. By the time they get the cable, they're stoked and it was like a cool yeah. experience. And, you know, it and works. All, I mean, <laughs> 90, 95% of our builds are custom builds. We do some dealer stuff, but 95% is me talking to somebody. And, you know, and I'm also a web developer by trade. And there'll be people like, how come you didn't build like a shopping cart? e-commerce cable builder wizard thing you know and it's like i purposely did not want to do that it's because i wanted out of it right yes i didn't want like someone just plugging in stuff and i just get an order and i put it in the mail because there's a lot of times i get a lot of emails where people be like hey i don't know what color to pick here's a picture of my strat 
what do you think would be a good color? And it's like, then we'll go back and forth and stuff. Oh, well, you know, the dirty tweed looks pretty good on that. You know, it's like, what does your, you know, what does your amp color look like? You know, and it's like, we'll go back and forth. And it's like, they're stoked. That I'm actually spending, you know, time out of my day to, to figure it out. I had another guy had a telly with an electro socket input. And depending on those electro sockets, like what kind you get, how deep the plug is, a right angle plug may or may not fit in there. Right. And he's just like, he was, well, can you, can you help me out with that? And I was like, I took the digital calipers out, I took a picture of it and he measured it. And he was like, yeah, it seems really close. And I go, I'll tell you what, I'll just mail you a plug mm-hmm. right now. And then you plug it in. Mm-hmm. And if it fits, mail it back and we'll go build the cable. And he, you know, he was totally stoked on that. Like, you know, a cable builder wizard thing on the website doesn't do that. Right. So, and that's the thing where it's like that buyer experience where it's like, is really important to me because I, as me, when I talk to uh, like pedal builders or something, I get really excited when I talk to like, you know, you know, someone who works there that's, you know, part of the, you know, the organization and they're actually taking the time asking me questions about what kind of music I'm playing and, you know, how is this pedal applied or, or whatever, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to say that you were pretty responsive on, uh, on your website today. I was just like looking around and uh, I'd been on one page for a couple of minutes and then all of a sudden, even though this is still human, I mean, you know, I'm not trying to get off of the human aspect, but you came up yeah. and it was you chatting with me. Uh, uh, yeah. And I'm like, wow. You know, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting, I wasn't, I just wasn't expecting that because I knew you have a small operation, but yeah. Um, Low, you yep. came. Low, you came on uh, <laughs> onto the website and spoke to me. Um, it was uh, it was cool and and um, which you know, might have been weird because he was actually stalking you. So. Yeah, basically <laughs> it was. It was like I got to hurry up and f- figure out what we're talking about. No, I'm just kidding. I've you been know, at it. Uh, I, I think you bring up an, an excellent point, and the, honestly, that's one of the things that we try to focus on when we are reaching out to people is that. Um, there are few things in the world anymore that are bespoke and, or, or at least crafted and you're yeah. providing both of those in, in one fell sweep. And I, and I totally understand this guy's electrosocket predicament. I had that on a, on a previous telecaster and I bought a, I think I bought a monster and I had to actually carve down all the plastic so that it would fit yeah. <laughs> on a, on a, like a $45 cable. I said, you know, that's a bummer. Yeah. I mean, that, that happens in, in those electrosockets too. It's like one guy, because that's what they'll say is I have an electrosocket. That doesn't mean anything to me because, because it fits on this guy. doesn't mean it's going to fit on yours because the depth of the plug could be different or the jack. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and there's different kinds of electrosockets. So yeah. 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 Yeah, I had to cup one that was just a big, it was deep in there. So I can, I can understand that guys, you know. Dang, I can't find a. It was actually a, right a trumpet mouthpiece, which is the strangest thing. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Um, cool, man. That that's uh, it's good to hear your backstory, uh, and you know, obviously things are going well, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything's uh, definitely moving forward, and you know, sales are you know are up over last year, and you know, so that's all. It's all good. Are you working on any kind of new developments or anything, or are you just staying strong with with your current uh... well you know it's like all of our cable we have manufactured here in the u.s that was like kind of a big thing for me so it's like awesome that that costs a good chunk of money we all <laughs> yeah. smiled right so, real big right here yeah so it's like when i when i do development on new cable because people be like hey do you have mic cables or do you have trs cable 
you know, it's, it's, it's on my list. It's, you know, once I get the budget for it, we're going to go for it. But one of the, the bigger things we went just a few months ago is our flex patch, which is a, a thinner diameter cable mm-hmm. uh, than our instrument cable. And um, that's, that's kind of, you know, so we got, you know, a bunch of that. So mm-hmm. we're doing that for flex patch cables. And our pro still uses instrument cable. But, um, you know, we're already starting to figure out the, whatever, the, the design for the TRS and my cables coming up next, mm-hmm. but probably be next year. Cool. Um, right now I'm just really focusing on instrument cables. Um, we do a buffer too. That's, that's kind of scratching my building a pedal itch. Yeah. Um, so the buffers are something that are kind of fun, um, to sell and make and do all well, that. You so. hit the nail on the head with the, with getting the logo on there. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah, it's cool. It look good, good on a board. Um, so, hey, we got some questions for you. Um, yeah. And since you're the resident expert at the moment on cable stuff, uh, cables are a bit of a black magic, I think. I th- uh, most people either get extremely uh, knowledge, uh, extremely knowledgeable about them and, and you know, get into the minutia and will yeah. you know, claim all the scientifics about it. And other people are like, uh, I don't know, man, I can't wrap my head around that. I just need something to make it go. Um, yep. But if you are participating in any type of uh, guitar world, uh, you know, social uh, atmosphere out there, then y- you are running into the argument of like, use a better cable and, yeah, and here's why. But the why part is always a bit stymied. It's fuzzy. Yeah, yeah. it's a black yeah. magic. Um, so we we got a couple questions for you. Um, we're gonna throw them your way, and um, cool. If you fail the questioning, <laughs> you, you surely won't. I promise. Um, so can you just really briefly start off? I mean, I, I think one of the the most common words associated with cables is capacitance. Could you yeah. just kind of hit on what that is, what it does and why we should give a crap? Yeah. Um, so basically when you have a long run of copper, you're sending a little tiny, uh, current of electricity down that, which has your signal in that current. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens is when you have a long run of copper and depending on the dielectrics of the cable, like kind of like the distance between the shielding and the center conductor, what happens is you'll start losing some of the frequencies to ground. So that's basically rolling your tone knob on your guitar because that's what you're doing when you're running it to a capacitor when you roll your tone. So that peels off your high end. So in essence, your long cable becomes a capacitor in a sense. So you might have a lot of high end when it starts. And by the time it gets to the low end, it's a, uh, um, it's, uh, or the other end, it's, it's, uh, it's missing the high end. Now, when you couple that with true bypass pedals, so you have you know, your pedal board with true bypass and you got 20 foot cable from like a guitar to a board and a 20 foot cable from board to amp, you got 40 feet of cable. And by the time it gets to the amp, that's when you start losing that high end. So there's a couple of things that you can do to preserve that. Um, one is use low capacitance cable, and that's what we have. Mm-hmm. So based on the design of the cable, it's, it's set up to give you a, a less capacitance throughout the run. You still have it. And that's one of those kind of like 
smoke and mirrors things too though is hate like no matter what if i cut you a 200 foot cable of our cable it's going to sound dark in mm-hmm. the end even though sometimes hey i thought it was low capacitance it's like well it's 200 feet mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know what i mean so the do, trick do, is doesn't it also matter if it's like if you are running a board if it's before the board or after the board Oh, you're talking about a buffer? Yeah, well, just the what? length. Like, so uh, you were talking about the, the where where the where it starts to tail off. The, um, the signal will start to tail off a little bit. Um, well, I would say, I mean, unless you have a buffer on the board, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think that would matter. Okay. So, I mean, if you have a buffer on the board, then yeah, it would be the length post board that you'd be worried about. So, okay. if you had a hundred feet post board, even if you had a buffer on there, it'd be a problem. But let's say like you had total. Like you just had a true bypass switch and two 20 foot cables mm-hmm. or a 30 foot and a 20 foot. I mean, whatever, you're still going to be losing high end. It doesn't matter that you had 30 foot in the front and 20 foot after the switch. Okay. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I think some of that stuff, some people might not realize that they actually have a buffer on their board and they sit there and say, well, it only sounds bad before the board, not after the board. Like, you know, boss pedals have buffers in them. Right. MXR pedals have buffers in them. Um, you know, Tube Screamer, Crybabies, they, they all have buffers. Some horrible, some okay, but they, they have buffers. And basically what that does is make a copy of your signal, raises the impedance, and then you, you kind of get that signal back. That's why a buffer is good to have. Mm-hmm. So, to really, it's about just getting the best signal all the time. That's what I'm, that's what I'm always kind of like thinking about. Like if I can keep my capacitance low and get a nice high signal to the board, have a buffer there, have a nice good signal going to the amp, then I should be all good. Now, there's other people that don't like low capacitance on. They like a darker tone. So that's when some guys will sit there and get a coily cable. This coily cable stretches out to 35 feet or whatever. Mm. Um, uh, Joe Perry is one that runs like 50 foot cables because he doesn't like to have uh, that super low capacitance high end. Interesting. So, I mean, yeah. there's people that, you know, don't like that. So it doesn't mean it's better. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it depends on what you want. Interesting. Kind of Interesting. So you're, yeah. you have to make a dark cable then a light and a dark. Yeah. There's, um, there's a, a Neutrik plug that it, I think it's called the timber plug. And it literally, I think it must have a capacitor in it. it can, you can click it, like dial it, and then it adds darkness to it. Oh, yeah. Like it muddies it that's up. Cool. Wow. Yeah. That's gadgety. Know. Gadgety, yeah. Well, I had a question because I was checking out yeah. your site, and, and uh, you know, as we were talking about capacitors, there was a sentence that at first threw me. I was like, the cable itself becomes a capacitor. And to address this, we have oxygen-free bare copper, low capacitance yeah. cable, you know, it, and and... I wanted to know what is oxygen free bare copper. Like, so that's a, the well, yeah. What, that's um, that's that's um. If I remember right, I'm not 100 percent sure about the, the the exact how it's produced. It should be smelted in a certain way that they eliminate the oxygen molecules out of it. Now, that's one of those things where like almost all like boutique cable builders will use oxygen free bare copper. It gives you a higher conductivity for it. Um, it's just the best, basically, audio copper that you can... So it's like pure, in, it's yeah. more pure or something. Yes. And when you're saying bare copper, um, is that as opposed to, as I think, tinned copper? Is that... 
Uh, well, no, that's just the way it's termed. Okay. I mean, when you when when you, when you purchase cable from a manufacturer, you're always adding, you know, bare copper. You know, it might be right. You might it might be tin might not be referred to as bare copper. Okay. But normally it's bare copper or oxygen free bare copper. Like, I see. But I'm not sure why it's got to be bare copper as opposed to moose copper. Oh, oh man, I had to go there. How long have you been man. sitting on that? <laughs> That is terrible. God. Go brush your teeth. I don't get it. Jeez. <laughs> oh, man. No, but nice points for that. That was good. Come on. Um, okay, so uh, here's here's another one I got for you. Um, uh, one of the things that I was struck by when I got the cable was like, whoa, these connectors are mega substantial. And yeah. um, they just felt... I was like, what kind of connectors have I, have I been using like my entire career? Because like, this is, this is legit. Um, I noticed on, yeah, so the one that I got, I got a Sage uh, Rattlesnake Head, or a, sna- a Sage Snake Head um, with yeah. gold uh, connectors. And okay. I wanted to know uh, if you could kind of touch on the difference between, you know, uh, the copper connectors and uh, the, the um, uh, nickel. Okay. Yeah. See, this is, this is one of these things too, that where it depends on who you're talking to. So like one guy will sit there and say, I will never buy anything unless it's gold, gold plugs. Like I could hear the difference a mile away, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Right. You'll, you'll see that all the time. Mm-hmm. And then you'll talk to another person and you're like, well, you know, that, that gold plug is connecting to a nickel jack. So it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's like, it's when people ask me that because they'll, they'll go, they'll ask me, they cost more the gold mm-hmm. and they'll ask me like, well, should I, should I get the gold upgrade? And I'll be like, I don't want to sit there and say, well, hell yeah. You know, it's like you should, but really it all depends on to me aesthetically. Does it look good? Do you like, do you prefer the gold over the nickel? Mm-hmm. Because I mean that that's something um, recently I used to be all nickel all the time. But the last two cables I built for myself that I've been sitting on for about two years now, I made it with gold plugs. And I don't know why I really did it. I just thought I'd try it. And there's a little psychological thing like, I think they sound better. <laughs> I, I think, I think, like maybe just a little bit more high end, but I couldn't really, couldn't tell. Uh, but really, to me, the, the really, if you really want gold versus the nickel, I think where it really comes in, depending on your region, is the gold are more um, anti-corrosion resistant, mm-hmm. so you won't get any smudge on them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in a dry climate, it doesn't matter. So some people get really worked up about it, and some people don't <laughs> care. And you know what I mean? It's just what yeah. you just said, you know? Um, I personally, I got the gold. I think they look cool. Yeah, I like the black shell on them. I like the gold. And I, I, and I have mine with sage also. And... Um, I just thought it looked good. So I'm not going to give you like, here's the definitive reason why gold is better than nickel in the plug world. Because yeah. it's true. The gold contact is a better c- conductive contact, but it's touching a nickel jack. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. your, your wire is not gold. Your jack's not gold. Your pots aren't gold. You know, it's like all the way, if it was all gold all the way, I could see it. Yeah. But if the gold was like this superior conductive unit you're still cursed by the lowest common denominator and say okay well if you have this horrible nickel conductor Mm -hmm. then that just 
discounted your gold conductivity property in right. your chain, right? Yeah. It's as good as your nickel connection. So when's the uh, so, silver one coming out? The silver connector. The Jeff, silver connector? Yeah, you got to have Jeff, silver one. Jeff is silver. a very dry individual. <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> I, I can't tell because I know ever. Jeff Hank and I can't tell if he's trying to be silly or not. No, I'm just saying that because <laughs> silver is like the other audio. Yeah. Totally. Metal, you know, silver is better than gold. So you'll see, you'll see like, uh, you'll see, you'll so see the silver, silver plated copper, you know, that's the, that's the same thing where, you know, I would say depending on the the conductivity of the metal in a cable, that would be different than say in the plug mm. because if it's you know like the silver the silver plated core of like a, a guitar cable inside the cable, that's going to help that signal go through the cable, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So I mean that that's a benefit, but I mean when it terminates on the plug, I don't know if that's going to be yeah. You know, and we're talking about like minuscule differences. Um, yeah. that, you know, I, now you can also make the argument like, well, all the minuscule differences might add up. Um, Absolutely. but, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, if you're, if you're a I mean, total purist, you can get lost in that for sure. It's, it's how, it's how you feel about it. If you yeah. feel like the gold is giving you a better tone, then go with the gold. I'm not going to argue with you. I sound I mean, like a better like, guitar player because of it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So um, you mentioned on the site that you're using uh, Nutric Connect. Is that how you say it? Um, that's the way I really want to say it, but I okay. think the proper pronunciation is Neutric. Neutric. Um, yeah. I, I, I was watching uh, a very, very good video um, uh, from Just Nick. Um, and interestingly enough, I saw that before I saw it on your site. Um, and um, the... Uh, uh, he's mentioning that um, they came with Amphenol connectors. Is, yeah. So is there a difference between the two or can you talk about that a little bit? Well, um, Amphenol, I, that was the original plugs that I went with mm-hmm. and I do like those um, or I did. I, I mean, I still do. The problem was it was the sourcing. Mm. The sourcing of the plugs was a real pain. So, you know, when I would start running out or getting low, I would contact, you know, <clears throat> my suppliers and like, oh yeah, we're out until oh, whatever. Yeah. And that was starting to be a problem. And then at the same time, I was getting lots of requests for Neutric plugs. So there were a bunch of people, you know, that would want Neutric. So I was carrying both, but with the majority of Amphenol, like they would come stock with Amphenol, but you could request Neutric. Mm-hmm. And then, then there was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. There was a point where I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to just go with Neutric and move away from Amphenol. Mm-hmm. And I've never had anybody like, hey, I want those Amphenols again. It's like no right. one. But I've had plenty of people request Neutric. So, you know, I went that way. Well, it's kind of more, it was more of a sourcing issue. Right. In the industry, Neutric is more of a probably a better known brand, potentially. It is, yeah. So that yeah. like all connectors like in the recording world and audio world, Neutric. Yeah, Jeff is heavily uh, into pro audio. Um, No, no, no. Yeah, you are audio. Just audio. Yeah, Uh, right. Audio file. Yeah, (laughs) so high maintenance. Um, So uh, the other uh, question, um, we had a couple more for you. Still, Um, can you explain shielding and its purpose? 
Yeah, so shielding, like our shielding, <clears throat> we use a braided shield, um, and that covers 95% of the cable, so there's like a coverage of it. Now, the idea of the shielding is what's protecting that center conductor in, in the middle. So when you dissect a cable, you have the, the rubber PVC outside, and then you have the copper shielding that's braided throughout the whole thing, like a big tube. And then you have like a foam core. And then inside of that, you have a center conductor and that's where the, your signal goes down. And that shielding either comes braided or uh, um, what do you call that? Like a spiral mm -hmm. shield, or it's like a paper shield, like a tinfoil shield. And what it's for is to protect fr outside frequencies from going into the cable and then hitting your center conductor. Oh, so, kind of like uh, Better Call Saul's dad or uh, brother, where he's got to wear the tinfoil all over him oh, so he doesn't yeah. get yeah. electricity. There you go. No radio in his <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, I do that at home. Yeah. <laughs> so the shielding is basically, that's what goes to the ground. And that is part of the like your capacitance question that's that's a player in the whole capacitance mm. thing um but um with the spiral shield uh what happens is when you're stepping on your cable and then moving it all around over years the spiral will tend to separate uh. because it's literally just it's wrapped around in a spiral around the whole thing not real tight it's kind of like at a 45 degree angle maybe less than that all the way around oh, wow. and what happens is you start having gaps inside of your shield and that's when you start having that noisy cable when you're moving the cable ah, you hear lots of head nods yeah. over here yeah yeah because that's what's happening is that shield is like literally opening up and you're actually physically moving that center conductor as you're moving that cable around oh, wild so that's why i like braided braided is a lot stronger so you can't have that kind of like opening up kind of thing Mm -hmm. And it, it keeps that circle protected, so it keeps a quiet cable. So that was the whole reason why I wanted to do that, is quiet, quiet, quiet. Nice. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's like I said, I play Jazz Masters, you know, so oh, boy, Jaguar, yeah. so single coils. Yeah. And, you know, that stuff's like, that, that's just like a noise machine, depending on what venue <laughs> yeah. you're in. Yep. And, I, and before, I was like, what's causing it? Like, my pedal, like, cables, you know, just all these factors, and you just lose my mind. And I was trying to, like, eliminate possibilities. So it's like, now, okay, the cable is, like, dead quiet. Like, I know that's not a problem. And then mm -hmm. you can start figuring out, oh, it's this neon beer sign that's behind me. <laughs> it's still totally waterproof, though, right? Even though it's, it's fabric. Is there, is there rubber? I don't... You mean his cable? Yeah, yeah. Inside of the fabric or... I played it at a pool party. It was fine. Play, okay, <laughs> cool. Just like, you know, I, mean, I would assume... <laughs> it towed some skiers behind your boat. Yeah, with yeah there, you, could, you probably could do that. You know, like uh, a standard rubber sheath, you know, when you spill, like, beer all over it, like sheath. I do every single... He said... <laughs> no, so are these the same? Is, is, it's not, is it fabric around another piece of rubber or is it just fabric? Are you talking? Are you talking about the color, that part? Yeah, the outer. Yeah, the outer. yeah. That, that's a that's like a poly weave. That's totally waterproof. I mean, it's okay, yeah. Just check. It's not. It's not like a. It's not like a cotton or anything like that. 
yeah, it's totally uh, beer proof. Yes, proof. that was that was that's probably the most identifiable thing about your cables. Yeah, it's like the when you called me over and said, "Hey, my cable came in," and I came over to your desk and we were kind of nerding out over it. And that's Repping that's the like cable. the the huh? You're rubbing the cable. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's you know, that's the first thing that you visually notice outside of the cool package, if you will, that it comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is is that sort of sheathing? Well, yeah, you get it, and you're like, that, "What the crap? This this is indestructible. It's got to be indestructible, right? It's probably bulletproof. <laughs> it's bulletproof. Is it right? Kevlar? <laughs> it's bulletproof. <laughs> so not Kevlar. Okay. What what is it? Uh, can you can you talk about oh, that a little? I, bit? I mean, that's. I I would be willing to guess that that was probably the most significant choice that you made, uh, outside of making sure that it was, you know, uh, the, the the highest quality. Uh, actual conductor well i mean i mean that's what i wanted was that the weave on the outside is just another layer of protection so the another killer of cables really is the the binding the pinch so it's like like if you put one foot on a cable stood on it and then the other foot you put on the other on on the same cable and then slid your foot yeah and it one part would turn and the other part wouldn't Mm -hmm. like you keep doing that that's what's going to start tearing your shield inside you know so it's like this will help prevent that like it's like all all the things where like you're you're dragging it through the stage and it gets hung up on like a guitar stand or something like that it's like i want that to be like the catch instead of like the cable causing a problem right getting bound so i was just really just any ways that i could get it to be you know like preserve that inside connector right so that really if you're in like a, a, a wristband and flat brim skate band and all you're doing is jumping pogoing on the on the stage yeah. you're not going to screw your cables up yeah sweet yeah i mean uh, they'll, i mean they'll get some battle scars i've seen i've seen some people like you know i'll, I'll go to a show and i'll look at the cable and you know it's just like it's 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 been like played hard there's a little dirt on there and you'd be like wow this thing's and, you know, but like five years old and the guy's like, you know, it's like, yeah, I played, you know, 200 gigs this year. And you're just like, wow, it's like, that's crazy. Cool. But that, you, you know what I mean? But it's like cable's still holding up, you know, it's still doing its thing. But so I can't believe, I mean, anything on the ground is like, it's designed to get destroyed. Right. I mean, it's sure. just, I mean, it's, I mean, how many times you step on a cable, you know, how many times, you know, it's just, it's, they just get abused. That's all they, that's all they do. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you like can't I, not step on them. The small stages. I mean, yeah. you're sta- you're literally standing on it the entire time, right? I have to yep. say, I was yep. a little bit like I, I was cautious, I, conscious oh, of like it because walking I, I was on eggshells like, around it. I don't, don't want to walk. I don't want to like step all over it. But that actually, brings up a good point. Um, when I when I did have it, uh, you know, I I probably only practiced with it once before I, uh, I had my gig. I didn't have it long enough, and um, you know, I plugged in and I ran it out on stage, and the, and the excess tended to coil up like right away on me. Not like, um, not like a coily, like a lava or something like that, but, um, it it found its way. And I was like, I wonder if this is called rattlesnake because it coils up. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly thought that I'm just, you know, (laughs) go with that. That's our new thing. That's the new, um, and well, let's let's test it with some focus focus groups. Yeah, yeah. Survey. We'll do that. Sorry, we'll do I actually a saw a uh, in part of some other cable manufacturer. They actually had like some type of rotational end built onto the cable, so it wouldn't actually twist, which mm. I thought was interesting. Wow. But it sounds like a 
super complex way to to build a cable and keep a good connection. Well, yeah. But I thought it was interesting the fact that it could actually almost uncoil itself at the at that yeah. pinch point, which is interesting. Well, it didn't it didn't prove to be troublesome when I was playing, but I Hank I, Hank, I did want to ask you um, if if you know I think. If you are reading any forums or you're watching anything about guitars or listening to things about guitars, you know, that is one of the things that comes up like, hey, if you want to make sure you're not getting a lot of extra noise, don't pile your cables on top of each other. Um, mm-hmm. You obviously have a, an extremely well-built product that comes in a coil. And so I was wondering, is that is the intent for it to coil or, or is that going to relax after no. a while or what? Basically, when the when the coil or when the cable is on the reel, like mm-hmm. when we get you know we get reels of raw cable, right? Um, it's going to retain that shape just by memory of being in a circle. Okay. For you know when it was built, when it's actually manufactured, before we even get to the plugs or anything like that. Um, over time, that'll loosen up. That'll like you know release cool. and like kind of be more flexible. The other the other thing too is. I don't know if you've ever heard of the roadie wrap over or under. Have you heard of those things? Uh, no, I haven't. Tell you why. Okay. Um, that's one of those things maybe you should Google. It's, it's a really awesome thing to know about is like how to wrap a cable. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's, it, it's called the roadie wrap or it's called the over under method. And it's basically when, when you wrap a cable like you typically would wrap it, you maintain that same coil shape and it, it slowly starts to twist and maintain that twist and actually get worse and worse and worse. Oh, oh yeah. Um, extension, uh, extension cords is a good example. Like when you do wrap yep. around your elbow and you keep doing that over and over and over and then it starts to get this weird like twist yeah. in it. Yeah. See, we're all like... Oh, yeah. man. You just, <laughs> yeah. oh, you just gave us the, the, the magic... Uh, thing here <laughs> i'm at a loss for words Ma- <laughs> Ma- thanks, thanks for giving us the magic cord, thing extension cord doesn't have the weaving and it doesn't have the shield so it's going to be more open to that twist well a guitar cable is still capable of that twist and it doesn't want to do that you shouldn't want to do that so you do what you call roadie wrap which is basically you 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 flip the the, the loops on top of each other. That's why it's over under like one hand it's under next hand. It's over next hand. It's under. And that's one of those uh, cable wraps where you throw it and it just turns into a line instead of turning into 10 knots. Yes. That's, that's the, that's the roadie wrap. I'm excited about this. I'm going to roadie wrap all my cables. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that. I was doing something where I had like some twine and I was roadie wrapping it. It was bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> I to do it. I was like, it's twine. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's something um that'll help too because what happens is each loop opposes each other, and while you're doing that, that's like stretching it out. As far as like the noise and stuff, I'm not a real super like hard believer in that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if someone's gonna like totally yell at me for that, but it's just like I mean. I've recorded plenty and played plenty of shows where I've had cables like just massively on top of each other. We're doing I think it now. Had, yeah, there you go. I mean, if if you had like bad shielding, I could see it because when you wrap it, you're making an inductor out of it. But I mean, if um, if the shielding's good, it should be it should be good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, when I when I do when like when I set up for a show, just out of habit, I always like I like 
flip my line so it's like straight and then plug it in and then so i get all the the wraps out of it and then then i'll plug it in straight so then it's like my board and my amp it's straight and i throw the excess behind my amp mm. and then um i unwind my guitar cable same kind of thing i mean they'll still want to wrap up a little bit but it's like it also depends too if you're the guy like i'll see some people like they'll play the cable and they're, they're like really they're they move a lot yeah they move a lot but I also think it's funny because they always move clockwise or counterclockwise. Like they stick with one circle movement. Like, you know, they're always <laughs> yeah, going to the right, up. always going to the right. And you're like, well, no wonder your cord's like wrapped around your foot now. It's like <laughs> right. you, you went around to the right like eight times in a row right now. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know what to tell you. Unless you get the connector that you're talking about that unwinds. But that's, you know, that's another point of failure. Yeah, that's, right. Yeah, for sure. Right. Can you talk a little bit about, would, about that point? where the actual, oh, yeah. the connector connects to the cable because that always seems to be the weakest link and after you know a long time that st- starts to weaken yeah. do you do anything special well, in that area well Neutrik and Amphenol both both of those companies they actually have really good cable clamp designs <clears throat> so like when you think of like a bad cable when I think of a bad cable like Years ago, you know, it's it's like that switchcraft kind of straight connector with the yes. barrel on it. Yep. You know, that's like the classic, like that thing's always broken. You, you know, unscrew it, you solder it back up because it's really what's holding the cable together is basically your solder or, you know, like, you know, just frayed pieces of, you know, cabling, that kind of stuff. Both the Neutrik and the Amphenol, they have these cable clamps that um, when you pull on pvc it bites into the pvc and resists against the the housing of the plug so when i mean i mean you probably could pull a car with it like what we were talking about earlier because as you're pulling on it it's biting on the cable but it's not stressing out your solder connection Uh it's doing it before it so i mean there's going to be a point where revealed more magic yeah i mean both those companies do a great job of that and so, you know, we do, you know, we do a real good job soldering, getting that on there and um, making sure that stuff's locked in. Because, I mean, I'm just, I mean, me as a musician, I mean, that's like, you know, I, I would have anxiety, literally. I would go to, you know, like every band in this town that I live in basically plays a rattlesnake. So there'd be points where I'd go to shows and I'd be like, oh, my God, I, I'd start stressing out like what happens if the guitar cable fails oh, right God, now yeah, while i'm yeah. while i'm here i don't want to know watching <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like I should, I should, i'm just gonna wait in the car until it's time for me to <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I would be literally stressed out about it but i think that's really important for for me and for you as a musician that i care and worry about <laughs> Yeah, that family because I know what it's like when your crap doesn't work on stage and yeah. everyone's just looking at you while you're trying to figure it out. The worst. Yeah. I mean, or, I've been there. Or, if, it you're, sucks. or if you're me, if, if you're just crap on stage, <laughs> <laughs> no cable can help you. No, I'm not. Well, I kind of have a confession to make that oh. I'm kind of one of the. So the, these other guys, they take care of their stuff, right? No, 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 no. Okay, no. so you you clearly missed our first couple of episodes where we're railing on Aaron. You were here. Okay. Well. Okay, so then you're like me, but like I can't keep a pair of sunglasses or a pen or like I lose but things. But that's what happens constantly. if you buy cheap stuff. Well, that's what I mean. I kind of have this, I kind of came to this 
quantity, you know, I'd buy the, the live wires or, you know, I'd have a bunch of these crappy ones and then kind of go through the $14, you know, uh, cables. This thing is so beautiful looking. I'm like, you know, I'd be almost afraid. Like I, I have to come up, like, I'm afraid I'm going to lose this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the good news is, <laughs> you know, because I have like, I have the same number of cables I already always have but I don't know where they came from. Like, these are not the cables that I bought. <laughs> Whose cable is this? I don't know. I still have that's like... That's why you put the I have checkers, six of them, that's why but you put the identifier I still have six, on it, but, man. You know, I have one that it's like a hot... You can like unplug it um, and just hot, right? It has this little moving jack thing. I'm like, I don't know where this came from. I never bought this. This is really yeah. so good looking. You would actually, you would actually be able to see this Especially amidst, if you got like a red one. Amidst all the other cables. And so I'm yeah. like going to have to like get myself like, you know, a wallet me, the, the cable loser guy, the, the lose everything guy, you know, uh, yeah. maybe, maybe the thing is the, the it's, you pay a little more and it makes you take care of it. Hey, like, you know, I, that just gave me a good idea. If we, if, if we, if you ever get some orange shielding or, um, uh, outer case, what do you call that? The outer case, the outer wrap weaving. Some yeah. Orange. Just the weaving. Yeah. Orange. Yeah. Orange weaving, we can do a we can do some sort of a, a guitar knobs for rattlesnake uh, giveaway or something like that. Oh yeah, that'd be sweet. Cool. Um, yeah. Last thing I want to mention about these, which I, was arguably one of the decisive factors for me getting this, is that the the snake head um, option on oh, yeah. this cable. So smart. Um, yeah. You know, f- being able to, I am one of those people that put that threads the cable up and over the strap and then yeah. tags in. Uh, and man, that is, that is money. Um, wh- yeah. Just where did you, how'd you do, where'd you come up with that? Well, um, uh, there's a really good friend, a guitar player. Um, and he had, uh, one of my cables and he was just talking about, I was like, man, I wish there was a way because he's had other cables, um, that have that weaving as well. And he's got this real nice, like, uh, like you know, triple A quilted top Les Paul custom. Like, it's, it's like an amazing guitar. Mm-hmm. Plays it all the time. He's total, total awesome dude. And he, he's like, I have your cable. I have this other company's cable, and they we both have this weaving on it. He goes, you see, look at look at my look at my finish back there, by the strap, and it's it's you can see it's pretty worn. Because that mm-hmm. weaving was actually causing a little bit of abrasion on it because it was pinched tight against the strap and he moves around a lot mm-hmm. and, you know, and he plays all the time. So it's like, I was saying, and then he had this idea. He's like, oh, I wish there's a way you could just like not go all the way to the top. And um, we started working on the prototype and I was like, okay, let's try this. And he was the very first one to have a snake head. And he's like, yeah, that's all I want is just raw rubber touching my guitar. Like, that's all I want. You know, and um, so we offer that, and it's it's funny because you know some people that get it immediately, and then other people they they have no idea why that's there. Yeah, and so I, I have to do I have to spend a little bit of time explaining again, which is nice when I'm talking to them over email or through that chat on the website because they'll ask me like I don't understand what the what is the snakehead, and a lot of people think it's actually I'm adding something to it. Like they think, oh, you're adding that coating on on the snake head. I'm like, no, I'm actually taking it off. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. they think it's another thing of black on top of it. Oh, and uh, yeah, but it's not, so, cause it provides the flexibility, which is yeah. crucial to that. 
That's cool, yeah. man. Well, Hank, you, you, uh, we've been gushing about your product is fantastic. These rattlesnake cables are awesome. And I am thrilled with mine. And, um, hope anybody's listening will at least uh, go to rattlesnakecables.com and check it out and check out the uh, the Instagram um, and uh, submit yours if you have it for sure. Um, awesome. We are going to move into our top four, which is really a top five, but that's okay because it's top four and that's funny that way, right? Um, <laughs> top four this week is what effect can't you live without? Now that can be that can be a pedal, that can be a rack mount, that could be something that's just native on your amp. Um, but what is the one thing that it, you you must have no matter what? And question goes to Jeff. Overdrive. Ooh. Of some kind. So that can be, you know, pedal overdrive, overdrive of the amp, mm -hmm. VST for recording, suite, whatever. It's got to gotta have overdrive mm. without it guitar is no fun mm. interesting Not i have fun i, well, I, I'm I disagree with that no nah. no you can't you can't disagree no i can and i know and i do oh okay go your turn <laughs> cat fight <laughs> delay ah delay. yeah really no. yeah delay that's so delay yeah I'm any, surprised any, to hear that because you play a lot of ska slash punk like kind of stuff, or at least that's what I've been hearing as of late. And that typically doesn't have a lot of it in it. No, but I mean, you know, it's like what you can do with delay. So sometimes it's slap back. So that can add a little extra chunk if you're doing something mm -hmm. like a ska rhythm or. Yeah. Okay. Anything yeah, of the yeah, ilk. I get um, it. Slowing it down. It just, you know, it's, I don't it, get it. I love the depth that delay can add to a lot of different things. Um, and again, it's, it doesn't have to be, you know, delaying forever. What do you, what are you laughing at? I'm not laughing. <laughs> you are. <laughs> do you have a, a particular delay that you are, that's providing that for you right now? Well, I mean, since I sold all my, effect pedals and stuff like that. It's just, you know, <laughs> honestly, the delayed, you just want a delay again, the delay designer and the echo, uh, native VST plugins in, in logic yeah. are very suitable. Stereo delay is also a really interesting one. So to, but, for those who don't know, Aaron, uh, has relinquished a lot of his like live type setup and is doing yes. a lot of home recording and yes. stuff. So that's where, but I I had a uh, a line six hell of a yard sale that must have been hey eh? yeah well that's why I have a pedal seal <laughs> now but um, selling all that stuff right I want to change mine to delay now <laughs> <laughs> but hey, like what? solos and stuff like that you know even if yeah. you have overdrive or distortion on I mean it just it adds a little something mm -hmm. beyond a, a reverb I think David Gilmore just gave you a big high five in in his mind. <laughs> Probably not. He likes yeah, it. He, he's a delay master. Well, he is a delay master, but... Hank, what do you have? Well, I started thinking about this. Um, I mean, I have a lot of delays and reverbs that I use quite a bit. Mm -hmm. That that was going to be my answer. Oh, I'm sorry. But, but no, I was just also looking at my pedal board thinking, okay, out of all these pedals, which one do I use the most? And the answer is, it's a weird pedal 
it's kind of more of a signal related pedal, but mm. it's something I built a long time ago. It's called the underdrive. Ooh. So it's kind of the opposite. So um, it's basically a buffer with a master volume control on it. So if it's cranked, it's unity. So it's just straight up how my guitar sounds, that level. So I dial it back. So I play through a matchless and like I, I set the amp to be like the ultimate distortion tone that I want for like leads. Okay. That's where it is like normally. Mm-hmm. And then I use the underdrive to kick on for rhythm. That's awesome. And now how so, does that pan out when you, cause you, you play Norwegian, Norwegian death metal, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Totes. <laughs> He's sitting so, there right now with the with the makeup on. <laughs> what I'm doing an interview. <laughs> Got to be in character. <laughs> that's cool, man. Well, um, the that sounds like a really so. Is it does it kind of like lo-fi the signal? Like, well, it's the same as like rolling your volume on your guitar down. So now, normally when you roll your volume down, you start getting a little mud. Yeah. It starts get a little not so not so good. Yeah. So with the buffer with the master volume in it, all my top end's still there when I roll down. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I, I'm not like one of those guys in the roller volume knob to five and like hit it exactly every time while right. I'm playing it. Oh, so yeah. I set like my underdrive to five. When I kick it, it's like yeah. half my volume. Half my signal from my guitar goes into my pedal board, which cleans my amp out. Like it makes it, like on the matchless, it's really responsive that way. I, it sounds crystal clean almost. That's interesting. And then when I kick it off, and it's full glory, it's like, it sounds Dude, awesome. You got to market that sucker. You got to make yeah, those a, and sell them. There's a, there's a few guys that make similar kind of things like that, but. You know, I mean, it's kind of a reverse thinking because normally you have, you know, you have a kick-ass amp. And what do you do? You make it not so kick-ass so you can make it like a tube screamer, make it punch up. Right. And you're just like, why? Like your amp <laughs> distortion is the best. It's better than any guitar pedal. Yeah. It's like, well, dial that in first. Yeah. And then, you know, if you want to go over the top, because I have multiple levels. I have the underdrive is my clean. Off is my, what I call like normal grit. And then I have a boost on top mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. So normally when I kick for a lead, I'll like turn my underdrive off and kick on the boost, mm-hmm. du- you know, like double whammy. But that way it's like rhythm and like loud parts. Mm-hmm. Are, so it's like in the band when they're singing, I'm always got the underdrive on. And nice. it's kind of Because a lot of people so do it's that weird, with a- But I use that, I use that pedal 10 times a song. I mean, it's like I'm hitting that huh. all the time. So that's so what I was starting to think about like, okay, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, delay I use all the time. You know, I have reverbs and the drives. But it's like, okay, if I took, if I had to only take one pedal and go on tour, I could take one in the tuner, I'd probably take the underdrive because mm-hmm. you know, I use it all the time. Because a lot of people use a volume pedal for that same effect, but I can see the yeah. lack of control. Like, I want that exact level yeah. every right. time I every, yep. step on That's That's pretty genius. What's uh, just, out much- curi- just out of curiosity, what is another pedal that um, that you could mention that does that same thing? It's like, um, God, there's another pedal called the Underdrive out there, but it's actually a drive pedal. It's not a true thing, but there's a, God, I swear it was Mad Professor or something had okay. something like that, um, but it had a lot more stuff on it. I mean, it right. had like EQs and 
contour cuts and also i mean i just want quieter signal <laughs> you know? every go, time go, once a, go make that pedal sell it yeah i want to yeah. see it uh jay what do you what do you got going on so you guys are all guitarists i'm a bass player so if i had to pick one effect that i could live without it would be like all effects because Okay, I don't, wait, what the hell are I, you talking about? I don't use any effects, really. <laughs> I, I run a clean Very thing. Effects. I don't, man. <laughs> like, you don't use, like, a Sans amp or nope. nothing? I use that nothing. Mesa you boogie. Just DI, yeah. straight up. The, the Mesa. The amp does the work. That's true. Pure bass. Okay. Ba- I, don't, I mean, I've used that. I've used the Sovtech Big Muff before, you know, but not all the time. And it's kind of like, uh, I just like the way that that amp sounds. Okay. The, that's interesting because I mean I started on bass and I've always considered myself uh, sort of a minimalist when I switched over to focus more on guitar it's like I've never really had that much uh, invested in in pedals Mm. yeah it's yeah I mean I used to use a uh, I used to use an EQ pedal as a boost when I would I used to play upright and electric at the same time run those to an AB you know, ABC box and uh, the signals that got coming out of those pickups were a lot different. And I used to like mm-hmm. match the upright to make yeah. it louder, but, but I don't really do that so much anymore. So I just, uh, just go with the amp. All right. So you got like reverb on that or anything, nothing, just, just do the Mesa bookie doesn't need no anything. No. It's beautiful. It's a, I agree with you, Hank, but your amp, your amp yeah. can be awesome. I, so I'm going to roll right into that to, to drive this home. I agree with with it, using the amp to make it sound beautiful. I I think when you first start out, you you are suspect to just putting all that extra crap on it, and then your amp is like, well, thanks, bro. But um, now, I my my effect would be boost because I can get a little bit of hair, or I can get a lot of hair, and turn like crank crank it. 20, like a 20 dB boost. You need some hair. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, all the way up and turn your amp down. You still, you know, I, I like playing with that and getting a lot extra out of the amp that I'm not able to. And um, I thought about it. At first it was going to be like overdrive. And I was like, nope, nope, it's boost. Because I still get the, the, the pure sound of the amp, but it has, it just got teeth on it. I like that like that from the people yeah. up top um okay well hey clearly my thing was so riveting everybody <laughs> was whatever um hank dude thank you so much that uh we had a, a super fun time here yeah and we we all learned cool. a lot and i and i trust that and everybody who's out there listening is learning quite a bit as well yeah so let's let's name drop again rattlesnake rattlesnake cables uh yeah say anything what's your outro there hank i need an outro i don't know what to say to that (laughs) yeah i don't know i don't know if it's time but uh when this will drop but i mean right now i got a rattlesnake cable giveaway happening um they'll end uh when's it gonna end the 29th i believe 29th of july is that going to be enough time? Oh yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll have, have this out. up here real quick. Twenty ninth yeah. of July, yeah. two thousand sixteen, uh, and they can they can enter that where? Yep, uh, rattlesnakecables.com slash give dash away slash. 
Cool. That'll so, get you and if you can't remember that, just go to rattlesnakecables.com. Um, so awesome. Well, we will continue to look for your work out on Instagram and um, spread the love that we have for this uh, anywhere around us. And we hope to hear from everybody on, on our uh, social channels as well. If you like this, you know, give, send us some feedback. Send Hank some feedback. And adios. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Hank. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please join us on Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar knobs to share your cool guitar stuff and thoughts on our episodes. We're on Twitter.com forward slash guitar underscore knobs and also on Instagram at guitar knobs. If you'd like to buy one of our guitar knob t-shirts, come visit us at our website, guitarknobs.podbean.com.